Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. You found a way, okay? All right, now, what I tell you, okay? All right, this decade is going to be the decade of the Vols. You got it? Riddit did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, October 21st. It's Bama week. I just tweeted it. Down, but never out. <laughs> Don't count us out. Don't pick I, us. I think that describes my men, my Vol mentality pretty well. Um, the Vols have hurt me plenty in my life. Down, but never out. I said it on Sunday. We'll be back Saturday cheering as hard as we ever have. Listen, I know we. I know a lot of us don't have a lot of faith for for Saturday, and I'm not. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But hey, you can't win if you don't try. <laughs> they they got to play too. So yep, yep. I don't know. Um, I I do want to address this real quick. And some people said we were kind of negative on Sunday. But after that performance on Saturday, like, how are you not I've, at least kind of negative? I feel like it's okay to be a little negative then. Yeah. We we never – we've never said Tennessee shouldn't have won that game. So, I feel like that's – Yeah. A little positive. I don't we know. We didn't say fire everybody. <laughs> exactly. I You know, it wasn't great. It wasn't beautiful. But – yeah, I mean, okay. Are we ready to move on? From, should we move on from Saturday? I don't know because what's tough is let's be honest about this week. It you're you're not necessarily. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's very unfortunate that you have to. But you're not really expecting to win this. Just be competitive. Mm-hmm. Put on a better performance, especially offensively, than you have the last couple weeks. Just be in the game. Someone said it's okay to be negative when you have a clue what you're talking about. I hope that means we have a clue what we're talking about. So we appreciate it. I hope that's <laughs> a what little that means. Bit slight. Um, oh, he said we're cheerleaders. Okay, well, so we're not negative. I've never heard a cheerleader be negative. So no. I guess we're not negative then. Yeah, that's good. Fine. Perfect. Cool. All right. Well, that's I, okay with me. Um, I wish I could do a split too. Yeah. Or no, a flip. I'm good. I don't need to do a split. Um, we don't know what we're talking about. You're right. Uh, the. The the problem, and and we're going to really get into the Bama preview, but I want what I want to see this week is is strides offensively in terms of be a little bit more creative with your play calling, but also rely on what you're good at. That's what I want to see. Rely on what you're good at. Or if, or is Bama a better team than you? Are they going to beat you even if what you do really well, um, you if you do it pretty good? Probably. But you know what? If you do what you do well on Saturday, that's what's going to give you a chance, and that's running the football. If you do that and rely on that and you do it well, you're going to have 
a chance, I dare I say, of winning a ball game, of winning the ball game. I think they should find some sort of identity. Like, yes, which the, the Missouri game to the even Kentucky. If we're just looking at Missouri, Kentucky, I mean, those are two totally different games and two teams you probably should have dominated. And you did dominate Missouri, and then Kentucky, you just kind of grabbed the bed. Because yeah. you got away from what you do best, mm-hmm. and then you, you had mistakes at a position. Yeah. I like what you said about finding an identity. Um, and that that's players, too. You know, find some people that can make some plays. Right. And get them the ball. You haven't found a consistent playmaker outside of Eric Gray, probably? Yeah. And you need that. You're going to need more than that to move on in the season. That now you need to go back to Eric Gray some and and, and use him and utilize him, but that can't be your only playmaker for the yeah. season. And, and I would say maybe Josh Palmer was, but in the Kentucky game, he you're had right. one catch you're, for you're 11 right. yards. Yeah, you, you didn't. You can't have your second best playmaker having one catch for 11 yards. You got to find a way to get him the ball. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. We are going to talk about the Alabama game preview. Um, that Alabama team. I mean, the. The Alabama Georgia game was a phenomenal college football game. I think it was the most watched college football game ever. Is that right? Oh, I believe so. Okay. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but I believe it was, or maybe it was, maybe it was regular season, most watched wow. regular season. Um, had a lot of viewers. It was a good football game. So uh, you know, you have two good teams. Obviously, that that Georgia game when Tennessee played them was not ideal, but a lot of that came down to turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Nick Saban even said it about Tennessee when you turn the ball. And Jeremy Pruitt's mentioned it when you turn the ball over that much. You're not going to win. No. You're not. So that's where it starts. And you, you played Georgia well when you didn't turn the ball over. So that, yep. that'll obviously be important Saturday and every Saturday. Uh, we will talk about Coach Brumball being out. Um, an exit that happened late Sunday, early Nine. Monday morning. Yep. Uh, and, and what, um, I guess, kind of why, even though we don't really know the why. No one knows the exact why. There's some rumors, some things that have been put out there as to the, I love the rumors like – Apparently he got in a fight. Like I love those because every time a coach is fired, like that's that's a rumor. <laughs> yeah, and like Jeremy Pruitt punched Mark Rick. I mean, it just happens. Front yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, front yard brawl. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Talk about some of the uh, quarterback position because that's obviously the position that is being um, uh, held under a microscope, rightfully so. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that and uh, kind of what we want to see from it. And what you know, other people have told us they want to see from it in in the game this Saturday, and then we're going to talk about some basketball. It's back. Got to throw in some basketball. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to throw in some some basketball. There's some news today with the mm-hmm. Big Twelve. Yeah, SEC Challenge or SEC Big Twelve. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter how it's said in order. Um, Kansas, third season in a row. You like it, or do you wish you it was somebody else? That's a third season in a row. Third season we've played Kansas in a row. Yes. Oh, wow. I was thinking it was just a second. I guess I'm just lost. Because um, the the first one was not in the, in the big – you're right. It was in the – Because we played West Virginia, I'm pretty yes, sure. Yeah, you're right. It was – we played them in 2018 in November. Yeah, right before the Vanderbilt game. Yep. Yep. You're right. Uh, so, I was just thinking of the Big 12 Challenge. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I – whatever. It'll be fun. That's cool. That's, I, think that, I mean, that's an interesting matchup. I feel like if you're going to you're gonna play that, it, it, I would rather – even if it's one of the tougher Big 12 teams, I'd rather play a Big 12 team that it's an entertaining game than a throwaway game. Right. Yeah, and it's going to be in Knoxville this year. Yeah, that'll be – I think – well, we'll see with the crowd. 
Right, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not going to be full, but hopefully there's some people. I'll wear a mask during a whole <laughs> basketball game. I just don't know if I can do it for a whole football game. In the heat. And yeah. It's not going to be hot anymore. It's not going to be hot for that uh, Florida game. It's true. Trying to get tickets? Let's try to get tickets. Okay. I want. I, we, we can't. We'll be in Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I hate Brody. <laughs> uh, but we are going to talk about some basketball expectations after uh, Rick Barnes met with the media today. Uh, then we're going to do the co- our college football our weekly college football preview as well as our NFL power rankings. And then we've got our uh, segments for the episode. Before we do that, Landon's going to tell you guys about some of the people that make this show possible. Yeah, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Blue Water Blue Water Climate Control will take care of all your HVAC needs, so go check them out right now before it gets cold, um, before you're stranded. <laughs> don't want to turn your, your heat on and it not work in the middle of winter. No. Make, make sure nope. you're getting that taken care of now. Um, I think they're giving away 40 free furnaces from in October, November. So go yep. check them out. Um, also, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll get to those. We have some questions already for the show. Um, but if we see some, I'm on Facebook. Caleb's on YouTube and Twitter. Um, so if you have those, Don't we will get to those. Oh, oh, yeah. I hate hearing my own voice. It sucks. <laughs> um, also, tell us where you're listening from. Love to hear it. Big geography, guys. Caleb was actually in a different state. He just got back from vacation. Big geography. I, I thought I'd venture two states over for it to, to prove my geography-ness. Okay, cool. So how was your vacation? It was good. Uh, I, I told you I, I decommitted from summer vacations, and I'm officially an October beach guy. Oh. That weather was perfect. Apparently now it's uh, rained the past two days down there since I've left, so... You know, it's a soft commitment. Soft commitment. I'll, it's hurricane. It's verbal. It's a verbal commitment. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we're, you know, trust in the process. We'll work through it. But I right feel now, like it's like it's one of those like you got to get lucky if you go at this time of year. Exactly. Right now, I am a hundred percent a beach guy. Okay. October October beach guy. Verbal commitment, but a hundred percent beach. Just tober. Yeah. Tober beach. Yeah. <laughs> verbal commitment. Hundred percent committed. Okay. Sixty percent of the time. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Top three tomorrow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, no, drop a top 30 first, and then we'll narrow it down as we go. Exactly. You got it. You're with me. And they're all going to be different. Like, yep. they're going to have different teams every time. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. <clears throat> all right, Bama preview. Well, no, Brumball. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of you. Um, obviously, like I said, or a late, little late Sunday night news dump, maybe early uh, Monday morning. Uh, we, the, everyone found out that Brumball, who was hired in March? Yeah, eight March, months on the job. Well, defensive line coach um, was let go. I don't think it was related to, personally, to play. Not that the defensive line's been spectacular, but just what a weird time to let a coach go for on-field performance, unless it was just completely atrocious. Yeah, I, I think it's it's maybe been in the works before Kentucky, but I, I'm with you. It's a weird timing because after that Kentucky game, if if you're like, okay, Sunday's – uh, an assistant coach is getting fired. I'm like, okay, got to be offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's Jimmy Brumball. It's just a weird, weird timing. That makes me think it, it's kind of been in the works for a little bit. It's certainly possible. Probably has uh, along the lines to do with recruiting. I think that was mentioned by Volquest. Um, maybe not so much how effective he was in recruiting, but maybe some of the ways his methods, I believe is what was said. Um so, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm sure on the field had something to do with it. Because if he was spectacular on the field coach and, you know, maybe wasn't a great recruiter, maybe you, maybe at least 
you run it out through the season. Um, but obviously there were some things that I don't think on the field had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think maybe coaching styles probably had something to do with it and too. That too. Yeah. Um, and, and Jeremy Pruitt, like Jimmy Brumball was the only one on staff that hasn't coached with Jeremy Pruitt before. Gotcha. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that when he wasn't what he thought he was, I'm sure that kind of clashed. Also, he's an Auburn guy, so I know Jeremy Pruitt <laughs> doesn't appreciate Auburn anything. So I'm, I don't know. Fair, fair. Uh, it, it's just weird. It's just weird timing that after that game with the offensive performance, that's the person they let go. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's why I think it has little to do with that game. Not just that. I mean, just. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt has the first four games hasn't been very complimentary of the defensive line throughout the. Also, yes, the yeah, season yeah. and the off season, the fall camp, he was, and about every press conference, he was just like, "Yeah, we just got to get more out of." I think a lot of people, because it's not been Tennessee's biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the biggest weakness weakness on the defense, outside of defending the middle, but that's you know due to several factors, not one position group. You could pin it probably more on the you can pin it more on the linebackers, but it, it has a lot more to do with just it has more to do with than one position group. So if you're gonna pick on one position, maybe defense has been defensive line has been the uh, the weakest, but not by a long shot. They they played fairly well um so yeah but everyone assumed it would be a big weakness because like you said he was very critical of him early on in the offseason yeah, no, I, I just think that's that's camp. position where you just don't have a lot of talent Mm-mm. like you have the talent in the secondary you have it at linebacker it's just like going in the past two seasons we've said like that's probably a question mark because you just don't have a lot of erasers you don't have a lot of talent there no it's it's definitely not yeah, it probably should be one of your biggest weaknesses. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't think they necessarily upgraded with Jimmy Brumball after Tracy Rocker left. Um, but now you're having to pay a guy, I think, $837,000. Yep. yep. I, I'm saying it, if you're a, if you're a coach anywhere, you want to come to Tennessee just because, like, if they just let you go, you can just – I mean, he's got, what, 15 months that he can just relax? Relax, man. Maybe go get a maybe go be a uh, a personal assistant. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're about to get in the band, but we already have a question about Harrison Bailey. I have some questions too already about Harrison Bailey. Well, you want to go ahead and get to those? James Gentry, excuse me. James Gentry said he's out of Lebanon, Virginia. Big geography guys, thank you for that. He said, "Do you risk trotting Bailey out against Bama, or risk losing the fan base starting JG?" I'm glad you asked that because that's one thing I kind of wanted to mention. I'm not saying you have to start Harrison Bailey. Because I know that's a lot of people's opinion of, you know, do, do you, he could get killed. Mauer got killed last year when he went out there. He got a concussion, I believe. Uh, got injured. And, yeah, I definitely understand that hesitation. Um, when you look at confidence, you, maybe you don't want to. But he's got to play Bama at some point in his career if he's a starting quarterback at Tennessee. But, like I said, I'm not saying you have to start Harrison Bailey. But I feel like when you're looking to get more out of this position, looking to get more out of your offensive line, find some energy somewhere. If JG brings the most energy, I guess start him, but it doesn't seem like he does. Right. So start someone else. And as we know from last year, JG played better off the bench. Bring him in if you want, but don't start him. I feel like it's time to at least start someone. Try someone else as your quarterback, your leader. I'm not, man, I just, I don't see how you're going to get more out of JG right now. 
Yeah, from his press conference, I mean, he said he wasn't going to put JG on a shelf, so that makes me think he's probably going to start JG. Um, and I, I'll say this, if if he continues to start JG and JG continues to play like he's played the last six quarters, I think they've had one touchdown, seven turnovers? Seven turnovers. I mean, anybody can go out there and turn the ball over. <laughs> Accurate. So I mean, if he continues to do that, he's gonna he's gonna start losing the fan base. And when the fan base becomes more like less interested, I feel like that's where the team kind of disintegrates. Yeah, you the fan base. You obviously don't necessarily you don't want to lose them, and it, you don't have a home field advantage really necessarily this year, anyways. Right. So I guess that's not as big of a deal. Um, but you certainly don't want to lose the team, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that's your biggest issue. Um, Losing the fan base is obviously tough, but losing the team is really where you want to be. That's where your focus wants to be. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know it. I don't know enough um, about the the guys in the program and their thoughts. I don't know how many people do, um, but that that's definitely your bigger concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's if if he's getting sacked and and we're having to punt the ball, that's totally different. But them giving him giving the ball to them in their territory. Or scoring a touchdown off of it, like that's you just can't have that. Yep. Your, your defense can't really help you out that much if you're giving the ball in their own ter- in your own territory. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, any other questions about JG, real quick, or are we, we? Yeah. So Matt Davis says, "Why is that Tennessee doesn't have one quarterback that is ready yet? There are other teams starting freshmen and walk-ons and succeeding with them." Yeah, man. I that's that's tough. Um, to, I guess, to be fair, I don't think Georgia is a walk-on anymore. Right. I think they offered him a scholarship back. He was a walk-on his first stint at Georgia. Then went to uh, junior college. Jones. And improved. And But, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a valid question still. Um, I that That's one thing I, I was talking to someone about today in, in terms of – we've talked about it. I think we talked about it on Sunday. If it's Cheney's playbook, then you've got to figure out a way because – you have four quarterbacks on the roster. One's a fifth-year senior. One is a five star, former five-star. We can't find anyone that can run the offense. That's it, That's got to be coaching at that point if you can't find yeah, one you, of those you guys. you got to simplify your playbook. But it, doesn't it already look as simple as it can? There's hardly any pre-snap movement. Well, and, and those two, like I pointed out last night on, on Twitter, those two interceptions that JG threw, there was an open receiver. You did, yeah. So it's not – I mean – if your first read is that out route on on the first pick six, and he's not open, you don't throw it. That's a that's what you do as a quarterback. No matter what it's called, yeah. make a freaking play. Yeah, that obviously you can you can point to play calling. It's it's like I said on Sunday. It's never going to be only about JG, right? But there's mistakes that he could avoid still that he's not avoiding. Eric Gray could have set a record for receiving yards <laughs> on checkdowns alone if he would just. Yeah. Like, because he did it twice before that second interception, mm-hmm. and then that that interception, it was there was no one within five or six yards of Eric Gray, and mm-hmm. did not had to go to somebody else because he's already thrown it to him twice yeah. this drive. And, and another thing, kind of pointing back to do I trot JG out there on Saturday? JG plays pretty good when his confidence is high. Still not fantastic, you know. Still not probably up to some of the standards that are set. But he plays pretty good when his confidence is high. His confidence is at got to be an all-time low, no? So yeah, why, So why do you want 
give somebody else a chance right now. Let him maybe sit back and get a breather, not have that pressure of being a starter, and then see if, if you need him then do it. It seemed to work last year. I'm okay with trying that again. Because if Trout can't get it done, Maurer can't get it done, Bailey can't get it done, fine. Then we can go back. But we don't know about anybody else right now. Maybe, maybe. I, I think if he's a if he's continuing to put JG out there, I, I think it says a lot about Shroud and Maurer. I don't think Harrison Bailey. I don't think it necessarily says anything about him because he missed so much at fall camp. I think Brian Maurer missed a lot too. But Brian Maurer's been here for over a year, mm-hmm. so I think it says a lot like about them if he's continuously putting JG out there, even though he's making those mistakes. I don't. Yeah, um, I'd still like to see some more game, op- yeah, game opportunities. Yeah, but I, I understand what you're saying for sure. Um, I, I definitely still like to see some more game opportunities. That I mean, that's some. Of, I think that's what Tennessee could be better at as far as the quarterback position goes on Saturday. It, it's going to be a. It, there's probably not a really good right answer at that position for Saturday. It's it's kind of the unfortunate part about playing a team that's not only really good but. Also played really well last week against one of the other top teams in the nation. The good thing is Alabama's defense isn't what it has been in the past, but it necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be either. Yeah, they're I mean, I mean still, there's there's talent, and they're still no going to be one of when it's all said and done. I know that Ole Miss game was a, a I guess kind of a black eye on Nick Saban's uh, typical defense, but when it's all said and done, they're going to be fine. Oh yeah, so I, I just don't like. I don't think the notion of he's going to go out there and get killed. I think they're like 12th in sacks yeah. in, in the SEC. So, I mean, there's – I feel like they kind of play base defense and just kind of give their offense a break. Yeah, you need more – you're going to need more from your offensive line this week. Yeah. You need help from them. Uh, talking about the Alabama game, obviously number two in the nation, 4-0. Looked really, really good against Georgia last week. Um, when you look at what they have offensively, I, I, we, we maybe – I didn't give Mac Jones enough credit at the beginning of the year. He's played really well. He's made. He's not asked to make a ton of great throws, but when he's been asked to make great throws, he's done it. Yeah, and um, he's been really successful. Uh, kind of looks like almost how they eased Tua into it. His his first year as a starter, he did have Lane Kiffin there, um, but Steve Sarkisian's kind of from that same offensive style. Um, so they've kind of eased Mac Jones into it. It helps when you have guys like Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith to make it easier on you. And, and but when he's asked, when he's called upon to make good throws, he can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Man. 78% of his pa- of his completions he's completed. He's he's looked really, really good. I thought he would be one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC by default. I think he's just going to outright be one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. And probably the country. And probably the country. Uh, I think you mentioned him maybe as a Heisman candidate. Yeah, I mean, um, him and Trevor Lawrence, and, I just... And Najee Harris, man. That dude. I would, how is he 20 years old, 21 years old? 21 years old. I mean, it's going to be a tough, tough task for the defense because you have the SEC passing leader you have the sec rushing leader and then you have the number two and number three receivers and tennessee has not done great defending the slant and they're going to throw a lot of slants on and if they don't cover them they're going (laughs) to the house oh i mean they're often alabama has is uh is taking those to the house and tennessee's just tennessee struggled and they you know they haven't had a ton of help, like I said, over the middle. It could be a long game playing these wide receivers if you don't defend the slant well. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be – this is where Jeremy Pruitt makes his money. Yeah. Being a, a defensive guru because – Does the defensive line get better this week? 
What if they do? I mean, what if what if they go out and improve? Like, not necessarily just against Alabama, but like the other five games of, of the season. Maybe he's a position coach. <laughs> I mean, sh- does he just stay there then? I don't know. I mean, because he's given the play calling to Ansley. I wouldn't hate it if they're if they're better. If it works, it works. If it works, if it works, they're getting pressure and batting yeah. down balls and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, and, and it's definitely gonna, that you like. I like what you said about they're gonna have the defensive line's gonna have to help a lot defending the pass, not just pass rush. Um, Georgia did a good job of it of getting their hands up, knocked down a couple of those. Uh, attempted passes across the middle and, and like I said it earlier you can pin a lot of the struggles to defend the middle on the linebackers but to, you know on Saturday you're gonna need some help from your defensive line and when they can't necessarily get a lot of push get your hands in the air and see if you can knock some some of those passes down yeah and if, if you do that then Mac Jones is thinking in his head oh I gotta get it up a little bit and that leads to picks yeah. I think Tennessee is gonna have to be like last year where you're gonna have to get some turnovers to stay in this game oh I, absolutely that's I mean that's one of your only Chances. I mean, that is probably your only chance. Um, when you when you play teams like Alabama, you're you're looking to, um, you know, when there's not a lot. It's like Georgia when you there's not a lot of weaknesses to exploit. You've got to try to just take advantages of the little breaks that are given to you, and so you're going to have to try and create turnovers. It's you know, you're playing a better Mac Jones this year. Last year he gets put in there after two is hurt, um, hadn't played a lot to that point, and you know you're able to get a guy. He's not going to be uncomfortable this year. He's not going to be uncomfortable unless you you go in there and make him uncomfortable by getting rushes or getting your hands up. And it's, it's going to be a tough task and, and it's, it's going to help a lot too. It starts with control in the line of scrimmage. And that's going to be a tough thing to do when you talk about that offensive line, who's really good and really deep. And then you got Najee Harris to run the ball. So if they don't block well, it's going to be tough to bring him down behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You're going to have to tackle well. And also you can't, you're going to have to be creative on defense because you can't just like, oh, they're passing so well, we're going to drop eight in coverage because Najee Harris is just going to destroy you. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. Like I said, this is where Pruitt's going to make his money, being a defensive coach. He judged on your games versus Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. So Yeah, not so great so far. Not so great so far. And, and last year, I mean, you mentioned it was a 22-point game. That game really swung on that goal on um, – quarterback sneak uh, that was really the swinging point of it it's a lot closer game obviously if you score on that position but even then the momentum's different and it's i'm not saying tennessee wins but that game is different yep. if that happens and it it didn't feel like a 22 point loss last year obviously it was and it it was a tough one to swallow um but you know this year if you can keep it if you can keep it closer i, I feel like you at least have a better feeling about the final five games. Because right now, after that that Saturday performance, the final six games are not looking positive at the moment. No, but but in rebuttal to that is they are winnable games. Like, there's yeah. no one left on the schedule. You're just like, oh, that's definitely going to be a loss. Besides maybe Florida, which I don't think their defense is just that incredible. And they're also I mean, they, missing, they look better than us. but They're also missing a lot of time right, right. now. Yeah. So if Tennessee can stay healthy, you at least have the advantage of practicing more than them mm-hmm. yeah so. i don't know I, something i want to see is number one find your identity some sort of identity you don't have to win against alabama but prove that you're headed in the right direction and give your give your team some confidence heading into the bye week and then you, you play a pretty good arkansas team after that on the road or at least a arkansas team that kind of wreaks havoc 
Yeah. I don't know about good, but they wreak havoc. I mean, they look like one They of make the, trouble. Yeah, they look like one of the better teams. Like, they don't look as bad as they should. They're probably the best team with a first-year coach. Am I forgetting somebody? No, that's probably yeah, that's accurate. Probably right, yeah. I guess Ole Miss could be argued because they have they. I mean, they have had an offense that's played really well. Their defense, so I guess you not so much. No, no, no. <laughs> defense is struggling. Defense is struggling. I also want to see us not get blanked in the second half. Let's go score some points. Let's get let's get a little fired up at halftime. No matter what the score is, right? To come in I, there yeah. and and move the football and at least kick a field goal. I mean, shut out in the. The second half and the last two games, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I, I definitely would like to see a better call. That, that makes people think you're quitting. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's simple to say you'd like to see a better play call, better called game from, from Chaney. I just, I don't, it's, there are some high expectations for him. I mean, he's one of the higher paid coordinators. <laughs> so there's some high expectations for him. I'd like to see him live up to it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, and you talked about finding that identity. I think, I mean, the run game's got to be your identity. You, you talk about how you want to ride the backs of this offensive line. Well, give them a chance. Because they haven't looked great right now, but have you made it easy on them? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't think so. And, uh, and yeah. I I mean, for, for Tennessee's offense to be successful, you're going to have to rely more on the things you know you're good at than trying to be than, – than just trying to – make JG do something or whatever, whoever quarterback's in there doing something that they're just probably not capable of doing. Yeah. And you, I said it before we played Georgia, you might get beat doing that, but get beat doing what you're good at. Don't get beat trying stuff that you know is not going to work. Right. Yeah. Get, I mean, get the ball to your playmaker somehow, some way, get Eric Gray out in space, get some of these freshman receivers. Malachi Wadman can jump over. It doesn't matter if it's an Alabama DB. It doesn't matter if it's, an NFL DB, he's gonna jump up and go get it. Yeah, give him a chance. Yeah, give him a chance. Don't. Yeah, let him play some. Don't yeah. waste. Don't waste Josh Palmer. You mentioned one catch for eleven yards. When you've got a playmaker like that, you can't let him hide for the whole game. You can't let him hide for the whole game. Um, and and I realize the quarterbacks just weren't on, but got to where, where, where are some of those screens that we we used to run all yeah, the time? I mean, be creative. <laughs> got to. Uh, and then I think we only went to Valus Jones once against Kentucky. On a, on a little, which I know went for negative yards, but because if you're getting them involved, if you're getting all those playmakers involved, eventually it's going to break loose. Yeah, and at least you're and you're going to make the defense respect you know respect you when you when you try to get the playmakers. Someone said Brumball got fired during the Kentucky game. I haven't heard that. I've heard that either. I've heard that. Hmm. Maybe he means uh, Pruitt decided during the Kentucky game. <laughs> I mean that might have been true. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so I know we're doing some. Are we even going to spend our time on the position battles? We can if you want to, but I think we uh, think we know how some of it will swing because, like you said, especially, I mean, defensively, their defense hasn't looked phenomenal this year, but they're very talented. Right. They're still very talented. I mean, do you, No, let's not. Do you, okay. Stay away from it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> let's stay away from it. I mean, do you, would you give Tennessee any? I might. My gut still tells me that offensive line's really good, and, and we so just haven't helped them out. And so I'm, uh, but it'd be offense against, versus against defensive their defensive line. line. Yeah, that's it would true. still be yes, and, and, maybe a push, and, maybe a push. But I just don't think our play calling has helped them a ton. I don't think the quarterback play has helped them a ton. 
Yeah. And I'm not saying we, but I, I, all these people want to give the the confidence factor, the comfortable factor to the quarterback. But when we're going five wide on obvious pass downs, you're not helping your offensive line out. And when you're constantly putting somebody else new in there, and you're not, and then you're not, yes, there's then, no continuity, right? And then you, how many passes are we attempting over the middle? So they're able to just blitz and not worry about that, and it it doesn't help our offensive line any. And I'm I don't know. I just think there's too much talent there, and then individual guys that grade good to not be a, not be more successful. I think the highest, so like I think four out of the five were offensive linemen. Yeah. Here, let me. One, two. No, so three out of the. Three out of four were offensive linemen. And they're all three on that drive where we just ran the football down their throat and scored. Yeah, and you have it. When you have a drive like that, and we talked about it on Sunday, I think you went. You had that drive, and maybe you feel a little bit later in the second half that you don't have enough time, but you still had plenty of time. Just be patient. Let the game come to you a little bit more. Um, if you have to. If you run the ball really, really well, uh, you know, especially late in the second quarter, they have to load the box a little bit more. It gives your receivers more opportunities. It gives your quarterback more opportunities. And you didn't do that. You, you started going empty. And, and you let Kentucky control the game. Yeah. Don't If you let Alabama control the game, and they probably are, if you nice. give them full control of the game, it's going to be a long game. Yeah, pound that over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Do you want to hear the quarterback grades for Kentucky? Do you want to hear that? Oh, apparently. Yeah, apparently Kentucky Sports Radio said that. They said they have a UT source. Uh, but we'll see, uh, I don't know. A UT source? I'm not calling you a liar, but I might be calling Kentucky Sports Radio a liar. Yeah. We, I mean, <laughs> we went there last year and we took over the whole bar. So Yeah, we did. You're right. Um, Jerry Garantano, 29.8. Yikes. Yikes. JT Shroud, 27.3. <laughs> he only had three plays, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're never gonna win your when your quarterback's grading out like that. No, nope, nope. You got score prediction? Oh man, I've I didn't want to do this all day. Um, <laughs> I'll go thirty-eight, seventeen. Okay, pretty close. It's at forty-five, seventeen. Okay, we're 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 on this we're on on the same track. So I've got. I mean, you talked about they're twenty-one now. Yeah, I think they started off seventeen, didn't they? Yeah, they moved up. Uh, I incorrectly on Sunday said twenty-four. I, I maybe heard that was maybe one of the sports book. I don't know, whatever. Um, so I I obviously have the score prediction as as them, but I just I don't know. Twenty-one's a lot of points, and I man, ha, if Tennessee has some pride about them. You have to put up a better fight this week, right? Yeah, and at least in the first half. And I, I think Tennessee was overmatched last year and put up a good fight, and you're in it pretty much the whole game. At least a first half fight before depth starts, before Alabama starts beating beating you with their depth. At least put up a good first half fight. You know, I heard you last year. Turnovers, turnovers killed you. So if you're going to turn the ball over, this it's not it's not going to be close. No. You think how many timeouts does Jeremy Pruitt use before the half? Use all three. <laughs> you gotta use them. You can't take them with you. Use all three. Use all three. So let, I mean, let's. You want to talk about Jeremy Pruitt real quick? Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I'd like yeah we can. Okay. I mean, so before 
Kentucky. If you're not counting Kentucky, Georgia, you're just like, you know, we played bad. It's okay. We'll get it fixed. Like I don't, I don't think this is a bad football team. I think they're they have one position that's killing them right now. But I, I feel like we're one quarterback away from being a good football team. I mean, th- there's obviously yeah. stuff that that you need to fix. There's stuff you can point out, but I feel like the Achilles heel is at the most important position in sports. I think. While it it obviously, like you said, it's not the only problem. Mm-hmm. I think it is the because it's the most important position. It is the most highlighted problem, and it's probably the most underperforming position. Mm-hmm. You could probably argue the offensive line. So I think that's why it's so easily noticeable. Um, I don't think it's. I mean, it, it was the entire momentum shift in the Kentucky game. Yeah, because it wasn't one pick six. It wasn't even just it wasn't just two pick sixes in the game. It was two back to back pick sixes that killed you. And then and you fumble. And then, you did have a fumble earlier. And then you put another quarterback in there before the pick six, for the or after the, after the second one, who throws an interception. So I mean, even at the, even in that regard, it's not all on JG. No, it, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that's it's, it's the quarterback position yeah. right now. So yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I I'm with you. I think it's a good a good consistent quarterback away from being a pretty good football team. Do you beat Georgia with a consistent quarterback? Maybe not because their defense really just kind of and obviously turnovers helped, but. Even then, I don't know how well you move the ball against right. them. So they may win the position battle and, and probably beat you by a couple a couple points, maybe just a score. But you're a confident quarter. You're a consistent, confident quarterback away from beating Kentucky, from being in the Georgia game, from probably being in the game this Saturday, and maybe JG gets back to that because if he's confident, if he's more consistent like he was. Um, I mean, against Missouri last year, he had the best game. Against Kentucky, he was at least confident. He had some confidence about him. Um, the second half Vanderbilt, of Georgia, he, he had some confidence yeah. about him. Vanderbilt. Or the first half of Georgia, sorry. Yeah. Vanderbilt, I mean, we ran the ball a lot, but he helped us out in that game. I mean, South Carolina had a little bit of swagger to him. Helps you out in that game before he gets injured. When he's confident, you know, he keeps you in, he keeps you in some games. May not win them for you, but he keeps you in them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just a good, confident quarterback away from being a pretty good football team. Now, I think there's a lot of things to get fixed, but if you have a good quarterback, I think you're you're a, obviously a lot closer to being a great football team. Yeah, that's why, like, we we just had Dylan Brooks in here. He said, go Vols. Um, go Vols. Go Vols, yeah. Um, but, like, there's – this recruiting class is, like, they're bringing in guys to fill holes. Mm-hmm. Like you need passers, you need a Dylan Brooks, um, you need a, a mobile quarterback. You're bringing in Caden Salter, um, you know. There, you, you need a linebacker. You're bringing in Terrence Lewis and Aaron Willis. You know, there's guys in this next class to fill holes, but you got to give them something to like believe you're heading in the right direction. Right, and, and, and that, should- that's why it's hard because like the the quarterback position is so important that it makes your whole team look like you're only going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. 
And, and and you may you know, and it's not just on the quarterback position. You talk about the guys. You got to give them something to believe in. You've got to. You can't lose this team because a lot of the turnaround you're trying to um, make happen at Tennessee is relying on this 2021 class. So you've got to keep this team together. You've got to keep this class together. I'm not saying look forward to there's next year, next year, but you can't have these skips in recruiting classes if you want to be a consistently good program. So as far as looking to the future, you cannot lose this team. Yep. Whatever it takes to hold them together. Mm-hmm. If, if JG's the freaking glue, then maybe he keeps starting them. Cause you, well, that's not true because if you lose like you did last week, there's got to be a change. But, but I think the team was a little um, apathetic last week. So whatever it is to keep this team together, to keep that recruiting class together, you got to find some consistency in that recruiting class. So you can't lose them. You can't. Nope. Yeah, not like Jerry Pruitt's done a great job recruiting. I don't think anybody can argue that. But when he took this job, he said in the press conference he's going to be um, looked at when he plays Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. And then up to this point, he just hasn't been competitive nope. in those games. Nope. And if you want to compete in recruiting with them, and you're going to have to if you want to be competing for championships, whether it's the East – SEC championship, national championship, you've got to compete against those three teams. Two of them are in your division. One is in your conference. you got to compete with them on the recruiting trail. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. You've got to compete with them. So you, And you can't consistently get beat by 20 by them. Right. And, and, and more holes to fill. A big back. You're getting Cody Brown. Um, tied in. Miles Campbell and Hudson Wolf are coming in. Maybe Rock Taylor fits that mold. I don't, he's, he's an athlete that can play tight end, I guess. But just find just find something to get an identity, and I, I don't think that I think the defense probably feeds off the offense. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's very deflating for a defense for them to go out on the field, get a stop, they go three and out, and they're back on the field having to get another stop. Yeah, the offense came. Not only is it deflating, it's just it's difficult yeah. to play defense in those circumstances. It is obviously mentally exhausting, but also phys- like it. it Time of possession matters in games. Right. So, I mean, at, at some point, you got to be like, yeah, we're a team, but this is like defense is our unit. We're going to do our job yeah. and not worry about what the offense is doing um, because it it can't just take all the air out of you. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel bad for the defense. I thought they played well against Georgia until they really just got – They played good enough to win. Yeah, until they just until it got to the point where they're on the field the rest of the game. Yep. Um, yeah. It it killed them. Uh, do we want to do any? I know we we talked a little about the quarterback. Do we have any more questions about it? Do you have anything else you want to mention about it? I I kind of gave my spiel about who I I didn't say who I thought should start, but how I guess we could um, utilize that position group. Yeah. You, you have anything else you want to add? Um. What do you guys think about? Little coming to coach defense, Dustin Price said that. Um, Is it a real possibility? I think Leonard Little just said that. Just tweeted it. He's like, I got you. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, to come in and coach the rest of the season? Sure. I mean, I would take John Chavis. Chief, baby. Need Chief back on the sideline, don't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as far as evaluating Leonard Little as a – coach I, I just don't know much about his i mean obviously had a great playing career so he knows how to play but i don't know i mean i would i'd i kind of like jeremy Pruitt there to see what he's 
what he can do with, gonna a, be, with it, a group. It's going to be fun to see how he uh, manages the rest of the year. Yeah. So, someone said go Bailey. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the people who go. I just don't really want to start him against Alabama. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I'm in the boat of like, he's got to play him at some point. Let's play him now. Why not? Yeah, and if you like know, he, he's got to play Alabama at some point is what I mean. Right. Not, not Jerry Pruitt's got to play Bailey. If Harrison Bailey is going to be the quarterback at Tennessee, he's going to have to play Alabama. It, go win and it, it like <laughs> go compete. You, you, yeah, you want to go win this game. I just don't see how, but like you want to like get to the, you want to find something where you're able to compete the rest of these games after after Alabama. Yeah. So if you're able to find a quarterback in this game, I think it sets you up for the bye week. It sets you up for the the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Dobbs didn't start his first game against Alabama, but he played his first snaps. At so Alabama. I mean, I, I'm. I think he's going to start JG. So I think if you do that, then I think you play multiple quarterbacks. I think you're. Gonna, I mean, you're. Gonna, I just don't see JG being able to be there in there the whole game. No. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think he start the way the press conference went today. Um, seems like if we start D Beckwith at Wildcat quarterback or, or Jimmy Holiday. I would love. I, I said that, didn't I? I feel like I said that. See some Jimmy Holiday Wildcat. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, some of that. And I, I think I, I think I was saying a that read before option? the season. That'd be fun. Make offense fun again, Jim Chaney. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start throwing bombs everywhere. Oreo Puppy Dog said, when Bailey took the field, he looked like a Clydesdale going in for a mule. <laughs> I, just, I just think, like, with Terry's Harrison... walking horse, but yeah. <laughs> Harrison Bailey is, like, if we look at all the quarterbacks on the roster, when they came out of high school, Harrison Bailey is the better of the four. Of the four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. 100%. I, and it, you know, it sucks because he came here early to try to learn the offense, and obviously COVID happened. He hadn't been as much a part of spring or uh, fall camp as you wanted him to be because of COVID, and it sucks. But does he? Can is it possible to know the offense less than the current starter from all? Yeah, from the looks of it. I mean, find an open receiver and hit him. <laughs> I mean, like, like really just. <laughs> Play ball. Yeah. Play ball. <laughs> I like it. I mean, we haven't had, like, Josh Dobbs is the last guy that went out there and was just like, yeah, he's going to, if the play breaks down, he's going to make a play. And that's what that's what we need. We need a gamer at quarterback. We just don't have one right now. Um, can it be Bailey? Maybe. I just don't think that they're willing to, to throw him to, in the fire yet. They're definitely, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're willing to find out Saturday. I wish they would be, but I don't think they're willing to find out Saturday. Right. Yep. I, I wish they would be. Uh, all right. I feel like I'm exhausted talking about it, but uh, what just, about uh, the overreactions we got today? I'm glad our fan base doesn't overreact to anything. No, no, they never would. Um, I never would. So, are we really do like looking at Instagram stories and trying to? Yeah. So, you know, being around young people, high schoolers especially, and I mean, some of these kids are just out of high school. I've learned to never really try to read what they're putting on social media. They speak a different language than most of us. I'm not saying it's false. Like, I, I, it yeah. could be true. Right. I just, I'm not willing to bet on it. <laughs> right. And it, we're talking about the Henry Toto put on his Instagram story a picture of Harrison Bailey. Well, and he put the fingers crossed emoji. Right. That was the, that was what everyone's like, all right, what does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just, definitely not learned anything about, like, when Jonathan Kongbo put up the, the I, FIFA cleats. I think 
That's a Butch Jones tall tale, though. That's my opinion. I don't know. I mean... Come on. I just... I don't think, like... If you, if you learn anything from recruiting and guys, like... Just don't look into not, that kind of stuff. I'm not saying he was definitely going to quit. But I don't think it had to do with FIFA, is my point. Oh, yeah. It probably, it probably did. Like, it was probably... It probably didn't have anything to do with really anything. I think it probably had to do with football. And maybe a... Uh, you know, it might have been a serious thing, but maybe had something to do with it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm I, just thinking, like, media, like, we're really writing articles about a Instagram story post. Right. That's fair. Like, can That's we fair. not be a little bit more creative with the content <laughs> that we put out? I mean, if you're writing articles about, if you're going through players' Instagram stories and writing articles about it, you're no better at your job than JG is at quarterback. <laughs> I'll say that. Called out. Uh, yeah, don't, don't look too be, much into be it. be better. Pruitt didn't comment on it, right? No, he didn't. Good. But Butch Jones did. He Butch did Jones comment did. on the combo thing. I assume, though, nobody asked Jeremy Pruitt about it either. No, I don't, I don't think anybody asked. Because he, Henry Toto put a Brian Maurer with, with the same thing on there. Yeah. After that. Okay. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Well, even worse. Um, Oreo asked, is QB coach the problem or is it JG? He's fifth-year guy and should have gotten more consistent by now. I mean, I think it's definitely fair to ask, like, how effective is Winky. But I'm not saying it definitely is. And then, I mean, you definitely got to put some on JG, too. He's a fifth, like you said, he's a fifth-year guy. The, you know, a lot of people are like, well, he's had a different coordinator this year. He has the same one for two years. That's his first time in his career. I mean, you, like you, you know, you ask, he should have gotten more consistent. Yeah, he should have. Um, so I think it definitely falls on JG. Obviously, it's him, so it falls on him quite a bit. But I, I, mean, I don't know what the issue is because you would think he would have gotten it by now. That's why I'm. That's why my opinion is all signs point to him not being the guy. Move on. Pruitt said it about Brumball. When you know that it's not working out, it's better just to go ahead and end it there. Just you know it's not working out, just end it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a hundred percent true. I, I I love that because you kind of use Pruitt's comment against him. But yeah, that's. True. If it's not, if it's not there, he just ain't got it. Right. And I'm not saying. And he's so, the, what does it, what does it do for you to keep putting him in and him keep playing like that? Because it's not going to help you in the future. It's not going to help you in the future. This is probably his last year. Not helping you in the present. Knock on wood. Whoa, whoa, whoa. knock on wood. But I mean, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just don't. I, I just think you've seen every bit you're going to get out of the guy. Yeah, I agree. That's it. And Jeremy Pruitt did not, say the he hasn't turned the ball over in practice. I'm like. But he is in the game, and that's where it counts. And if you're if you're saying that, then that's telling a lot about your defense. If they can't, everybody, every other defense is having no problem getting turnovers from him. So why can't we? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I get it, and I think I mentioned. I don't know if I said this on the show, but I definitely said it to you in terms of I get it. There's guys that just practice really, really well. Yeah, and those are the guys that you trust because you see them every day and you give them chances. I 100% understand that. But at some point, you got to just sit down and go. He doesn't have it in the game, though. We got to be a gamer. We got to find a guy that can do it in the game. Because that's when it – That's no one gives a shit as a coach. You can go and you can coach 90 phenomenal practices. But if you're 10 games or dog shit, you're fired. Yeah, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. No one sees practice. You don't know how anybody <laughs> at practice anyway. So we can't see that. So what we see what on, are we cheering on, for? Yeah, what we see on Saturdays is what we think is going on in practice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Um, so I do have some questions about this stuff before we move on. So fire Chris Winkie said, what does it take to fire Chris Winkie? <laughs> um, I, I just think he is recruiting Ty Simpson. And that's yeah. I mean, so if, you, if that, you, if you think that Ty Simpson is your answer to everything, like that's your once in a lifetime quarterback, then you got to keep on staff. Yeah, and you mentioned it, and that's why I said that about Brumball earlier in terms of he's probably just not recruiting methods from what they've said aren't lining up with Pruitt. It makes sense because you mentioned it earlier. Pruitt is very high. If you recruit well, you're he's going to try and find a place for you on the staff. If you um, don't, you ain't going to stay here very long. You're gone. So, obviously, Winky, he thinks what he's doing in the recruiting on the road is, is really, really effective, likes what he's doing. So I think it's got it to do more with that. Now, I got to think, if he was that quick to get rid of Brumball, surely if – Surely, if he sees it on the field not working out, he'll cut ties. Surely. Yeah. I don't I know. know. I, just, I don't know. I just don't think you have a great answer at quarterback right now. Right. No, you, you definitely don't. And that's that's alarming. It's not yes. good. Um, we also have Matthew. He said, um, just talking with several, several friends who all are Vol fans, we can't understand why Brumball was chopped over Winky. Um. I, like like I said, I don't think this was a performance in terms of field, like what we what you see on a weekly basis. I just don't because the defensive line hasn't been terrible. Now, like you said, maybe it's a coaching style thing in terms of how they approach just it every day. Play. Yeah, but I don't think it is a performance grade. I see why everyone thinks because it, it's a fire in the middle of the season. It's interesting. It's weird, but I think it. I'm not saying he got in a fist fight or anything, but I think there's maybe some um, coaches' room issues. Some potentially practice field issues. And then like mentioned about the recruiting, obviously there had to be something there for Pruitt just to be ready to yeah. get rid of him. And, and I, I think if, if you fire Winky, are, are you not kind of questioning Jim Chaney too? Because he's got a hand in the quarterback development too. It's not yeah. just Chris Winky. Yeah. And you know, last year when the offensive line was struggling a little bit, Jim Chaney kind of stepped in and helped Wolfren and the offensive line arguably got better. Could that be something he does with the quarterback? And then you're definitely able to grade him a little bit better. Obviously he, Spends a lot of time with the quarterbacks, um, but maybe focuses a lot of his time there now that that's the position that really needs some help right now. Yeah. I mean, if it's – I think Pruitt said he, he would like – J.G. would like to take three or four plays away from that game, and that's fine. But, like, if you have that bad of four – like, those four plays are that <laughs> detrimental to the outcome of the yeah. game, like, you can't – you just can't have it. Mm-hmm. You just got to make a change. You got to do. You got to do something to get the offense back in its flow. And I think a fresh face at quarterback might help. If anything, you get some energy, and that's why I'm like JG. Probably even if you start another guy, I understand JG probably plays against Alabama. But if you start another guy, do you at least bring some energy to the team and 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 see if that can ignite a fire. I don't know. So, so if you're the coach, who are you rolling with on Saturday? Ah, this is a hot, like probably my hottest take so far this year. I think I'll just go Brian Maurer right now as a starter. Every time he's come in, and I, it has very little to do with his football play. Every time he comes in, it's the team seems to just find a fire. Yeah. And you're not, you're not going to win unless you're pre. I mean, unless you practice really well and execute really well on Saturday. And your pregame speech is really freaking good. And you just you you win the play from you win 
you control the play from the very first whistle. I mean, that, and I don't, that's easier said than done against Alabama. I realize that. But JT Shroud, I like him. I've always, you know, I said before, at least Harrison Bailey got here, I thought he was one of the more talented quarterbacks on the roster. But he doesn't bring the fire Brian Maurer brings. No, he doesn't. I like Harrison Bailey. I think as it stands today, he's the quarterback for Tennessee in the future. But the drive, which, you know, you didn't really give him a ton of chances, but he didn't look phenomenal. And, and I'm not saying you should put all of your – assume everything that you saw from him on Saturday is what he has. But you just didn't see a ton. It was late in the game. I, he may bring energy too, but you just don't know. You know Brian Maurer brings energy when he steps out there. I think I'll just start with him. Uh, I think it was kind of weird that he didn't get an opportunity. I think so too. I think it may have to do with – Because they said Harrison Bailey didn't ha- have a clue of the game plan against is, Kentucky, which – That's – that's a bad mark on your coaching, right? Right. Yeah, because he sits in meetings. <laughs> right. <laughs> he knows. You, you hope so. And, like, what what more did you do against Georgia and Missouri than you did for Kentucky? Did you do a ton of stuff that different? Because it didn't seem a lot different to me. Right. And, and do you – at that point in the game – if you're just trying to get some freshmen, which I get, that, I guess that's why they decided to put him in there because we talked about we were hoping it would be a blowout the other way and you can get more quarterbacks in. Um, you you don't have to run your game plan at that point. You just get him in, try to get him some snaps. But I mean, were they useful snaps? I don't I don't think so. But maybe some people think yeah, so. Let, let's know. give kind of Brian Maurer and, and even Shroud and Bailey some some work with the ones in practice. Jeremy Pruitt said they did give more quarterbacks right. reps with the ones. But see how see how much different it is once they're lined up with Trey Smith, Cade Mays, and people like that in front. That's got to build confidence, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. And, and it's tough with what's. I'll give a little. I know I'm going to sound like I'm making an excuse for Jerry Pruitt. This year, it's got to be tough with with fall camp and having a quarterback competition. It's got to be tough. And then in a season, you don't want to have a quarterback competition every single week. But right now, you have to have one, right? It's not working. And everybody's gone through something yeah. like this with right. COVID. It, it sucks, but you got to make do. That, that's why you, like, you're in a better position than Arkansas. Yeah, and, I would think so. And I'd hope so. Missouri. Missouri yeah, like, you, you've, you have Prob- a better I mean, situation probably with Probably Mississippi State. And, and the roster than, than those coaches yeah. have. Who, so who do you roll with? Who do you go with? I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like I, I like I like what Brian Maurer played against Alabama, so it's not like you're just throwing him in against Alabama to get him killed. Right. Um, and he can make plays with his legs where nobody else on that roster can. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So yeah, I, I like what if he does mess up, then maybe you, you try to roll a different quarterback, and maybe JG comes in and and does fine. I don't know. Yeah. But I just think you, you got to change something. You can't just stick with the same thing over and over again if it's not getting any better. Yeah, I think it seems kind of uh, – Insanity, right? Insanity, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not calling Jerry Pruitt insane. And, and maybe my word or my choice of how I said it, I said I question his competitiveness. It's not necessarily – there's a lot of people, <clears throat> Bush Jones, that maybe <laughs> want to be right more than they want to win. Yeah. And I'm worried that – Pruitt doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He seems like a win. I'll do anything that it takes to win. I'll even need asparagus if I have to to win. It seems like that kind of guy. 
<laughs> so, I, you know, I just don't think that is the case, but it seems like it's the case if he keeps rolling with JG. Yeah. Because you've got these guys in practice that you go, my heart tells me they don't have what it gets, you know, what it takes to get it done, but they also haven't, we haven't seen them. So, I mean, how do we really know? So, it just seems like right now he think the coaching staff may think they're right, and it's time to maybe, you know, right now you're not right. I mean, you, you know, you're not, JG. He's not just, he's not getting it done. He's yeah. not getting it done. And I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to hate on him. I mean, his, I guess, redshirt sophomore year, we we were like, you got to start him. He's probably the best QB on the roster. Keller Chris wasn't going to be much. And, and then JG, you knew he's probably going to be your quarterback for the next year or two. And we were like, you got to go with him right now. So it's not like we're just, we hate JG and we're ready to move on from, you know. It's just, he's not getting it done. Next guy up, period. Yep. It's not, we don't hate him just to hate him. I don't even hate him. It's just he's not getting it done. Move on. Yep. Move on. Yeah, he's not he's not gotten significantly better since he's been on campus. No, and then the last couple of weeks, poor guy, it's just he's he's gotten worse. <laughs> he struggled, and, <laughs> and maybe it's some confidence, but a, a, one three plays isn't going to calm him down, like you said you tried to. Right. I don't. I don't know. All right. Well. Let's talk a little bit more positive. Let's get a little bit more positive. Let's talk some basketball because Rick Barnes met with the media today. SEC, basketball. Uh, it seems like most everybody in the country is kind of on that same schedule. Started a week earlier than normal um, to give some more time for some practices because just like football, they'll, they'll have some guys that will sit out due to <clears throat> COVID throughout. So they're, they're trying to give allow teams plenty of time to, to pra- get those practices in before the season starts. Obviously, you got to be excited for Tennessee basketball, right? Or, or Tennessee fans taking the, uh, the old Tennessee approach where you're just maybe not too excited yet. I'm excited. Because, I mean, Rick Barnes went out there and said it today. He said it could be the best team we've had. So, this is my take. Maybe getting into it a little bit earlier. I'm not saying this. It should. It probably should be Tennessee's best team. Right. But it is 100% going to be Tennessee's best bench in the last 10 years yeah and probably the i mean maybe even before then, i mean maybe even before then and probably the most athletic he's ever had a team yeah i mean i like what he said about the defense and they're gonna be a little bit more stingier this year and gonna be able to make some stops more than they were last year i mean you obviously return these pawns um john fulkerson bless his heart Baby Giraffe can still make some plays out there. He's all SEC. Baby. He is. He's an all <laughs> SEC player. Um, and so, yeah, that, that defense, you have Josiah Jordan-James, Devontae Gaines, who last year pretty much just came in to defend guys. That was pretty much his only responsibility. He said it himself. He's like, I think that's what's going to be asked of me this year. Um, so, so he's he can he can be a really stingy player. EJ Anasicki plays in the paint really, really hard. He's a graduate transfer. Um, so, I think, I'm excited about the defense for sure. Yeah. And then you got some – like defenders that can defend the like ball handlers, like yeah, Vescovi did a good job on people. He's not as fast as and he and quick, but apparently he's gotten a lot faster and a lot quicker. And he struggles to make a um to make t- create turnovers on defense where he'll stay in front of them <coughs> and he'll make it right. hard on them to score. He struggles to create turnovers where some, that's something Devontae Gaines is much better at than, than Keon him. Johnson, Jaden Springer. They're, they, they they're defenders. Yeah. yeah. And that that you know, obviously phenomenal on the offensive end, but but really good defenders too. And man, I really hope Olivia Kumwa has has progressed. I, I liked him a lot at the beginning of last year, in the hopes that he would progress a little bit more and be more effective. 
Now he's had, I mean, I know he hadn't been with Tennessee's staff the whole offseason, but he's had an offseason where he's played college basketball now. Hopefully that, you know, that that improvement happens. Because I'm not expecting him to be a, a super impactful player this year or anything. He, and the good thing is he's not going to be asked to be. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, yeah, I'd like to see, hopefully he progresses a little bit and he maybe gives you some he's a big he's a big guy. Yeah. I I think Tennessee needs that's maybe one kind of question mark I guess on this roster is like a rim protector. Yeah, but um, the good news is you have pawns. <laughs> right, you have pawns. Um but I, I guess not necessarily a rim protector to be just a big presence in the paint. Oh, absolutely cuz um, you hoped Urosh could be that and he just wasn't. But he's now had a Season that he's played. This is that was his first year playing college basketball, playing minutes in college basketball. He'd he'd been at Arizona State for a season, right? But he's redshirted. Yeah, so I mean, maybe he develops into a decent guy that can come yep. off the bench and play a couple minutes. And then guy we haven't mentioned, guard Victor Bailey Jr. A lot of people, I don't like that I'm hearing this because you heard it about Jalen Johnson <laughs> that he's one of the best players on the team, and yeah. um, some people say someone one of the better basketball basketball players you've ever seen. That, this is a guy that started or was on the bench last year because he was a transfer, and he could be your your starting point guard. I think Tennessee is has something they didn't have last year, and that's multiple ball handlers that can be yeah. on the floor at the same time. That that and guys who can bring the ball up the court. Yeah, because you, I mean, I mean, even Santiago Scovi, you would rather him be an off the ball guy, and he was your guy bringing, and he's a good ball handler. Don't not to discredit him, but but now you have guys that can bring the ball up the court and they can play with more speed going at the rim, which just makes everyone around you a lot more effective. And I think the lack of ball handlers that you had last year made it a lot more difficult on Viscovi. Yeah, because like, he he felt that like he had to bring the ball up the court every time. Or you had Josiah Jordan James, but he didn't do a ton of it throughout the year. It was it was mostly Viscovi. And, you know, I, I just think he felt that pressure on him the whole time. Yeah. As, as a, a true freshman. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and and uh, Barnes even said he's he's probably going to be improved as a defender. Really worked hard this offseason to, to get a little bit more, a little, little quicker, I think is what he said. Um, looks a little bit more athletic. So, I, and he wasn't, like you mentioned, he wasn't a bad defender. And he, gonna be. you got shooters. You're relying on, on some freshmen to have big impacts, but it's, Kind of guys that you haven't really had no, these, in your program. No, these are one-and-done type guys right. that can. I mean, they may not look great in November, but they can do it. And so. you already have an all-SEC top players with Pawns and, and Fulkerson, so you have some leadership, So, and you have a decent bench where they've actually played minutes last mm-hmm. season. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. So what is your expectations, I guess, as – far as like SEC and maybe NCAA tournament, where, where do you think this team, if you just looked at them right now, that's where they are, that's where they should be? Yeah, it's, it's tough to say how many wins just because I don't even know how many games they're going to play this right. year. Yeah. Um, so that, that that would be a tough judgment to, to make um, just because I'm unsure. I, I think this team this this team in SEC play should be a top team. Um, there's no reason not to be. You're going to be one of the more talented teams in the SEC. Uh, not a lot of people should be able to run with you for, for 40 minutes. Uh, so I think – it's hard to say one, two, three, somewhere in there, um, but but top three I think is what they should finish because they're how many teams are going to be as talented as you? Um, you you talked about the experience they carry. It, no, not a lot of people are going to carry that experience alone. And then the freshmen you brought in, you brought in a top five recruiting class. Yeah. Um, so you you also and, bring and in, didn't really lose much. No, you no you didn't, and and so. I mean, the guy you did lose just wasn't as effective as he last year, so you pretty much didn't have him last year. Right. Um, 
but yeah, so I it I think top three is a is a absolutely where you should be. I think anything below that is is certainly a letdown. Um, and then you should be playing in the SEC championship game. Uh, that's yep. some, somewhere you should be absolutely. And then as far as NCAA tournament goes, it it's it is tough. I think to judge where a team should finish. Yep, it's very tough. But I think anything short of the Elite Eight, because you're looking at guys that are probably one and done. And then you got to go and re-recruit and, and, and try to get back there and use the experience around you to, to get even farther. But I think a team that you don't have a lot of guys that have been there, you'll have um, Fulkerson and Pons, right? And that's it. Yep. So you don't have a lot of guys that have been there. That lacks, and that, that sucks. That, that That's maybe a little bit of where you were just really top-heavy that one year. And, and so that, that sucks. But I think anything short of the Elite Eight – and I, I think you're talking about being pretty disappointed where this team goes. Now, obviously, when you look at, I mean, does a team get hot like freaking uh, early Loyola Chicago? Loyola Chicago. What's that lady's name? Sister Jean. Sister Jean. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, when you talk about teams that get hot like that, sometimes you just you run into teams of destiny and it happens. And it's, it's, it feels like Tennessee always does that. Right. Um, and then, you know, it kind of depends on how good you get in a good bracket, too. But mm-hmm. I think Tennessee has the talent and the experience to, to absolutely be an NCAA Sweet 16 team. And then after that, you're just one win away from being, I think, where you probably should be in the Elite Eight. And I, that's tough to say, I think. I, because basketball is just weird when you get into postseason. But you certainly have the talent to be there and the experience to match it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's no reason why you shouldn't be top three. Kentucky and Auburn, are, are, you should be right up there with everybody. Like, as far as talent-wise, there's nobody in the SEC that's just head and shoulders better than you are. No, no. Um, somebody said, hold on, somebody said, what's up? Uh, sorry, we we did just talk about Bama. I'm sure we'll mention it again throughout the show. Uh, I guess you just joined. Good to have you. We're talking about basketball right now. SEC basketball starts up today. And there's some Tennessee positive right We need some yeah, positive. We need some positivity in our lives. <laughs> so, talking a little bit Tennessee basketball as they're uh, getting started up. Yeah, I, I think you have. You have some ball handlers on, on this. You have some shooters you have some added athleticism, which I think Tennessee needed last year. And you have uh, experience, like you said, with Pons and Fulgerson, who have been all SEC top players. I just think it, it adds up. Like, you've – what you needed last year, you've kind of filled that. Right. Um, so, I think this team should be really good. I mean, you went in Kentucky last year and beat them with the team that you had. And Fulkerson. you went into – Kansas and gave them yeah. all they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the talent was there, the the effort was there. It just, I think you you just needed some more. There was some very very obvious holes, especially before Viscovi arrived. Right. That that made it very difficult to compete. And he with some he teams. helped, but it just it wasn't enough no. to make them a a contender in the SEC. No, I mean all the Rick Barnes can't recruit haters certainly had plenty to say last year, which is fair. Um, we'll see this year. Yep. We'll see this year. I really like the EJ Anasicki pickup. I know I talk about it a lot on the show when we talk about basketball. He is, I think, a guy that embodies kind of the way Rick Barnes plays basketball. So, Like a Grant Williams? Like a Grant Williams. I'm not saying he's as good as a Grant Williams, but like a Grant Williams. I mean, you need some – because, like, Pons and Volgerson aren't, like, rebounders. No, they don't they, – they, they'll go up and be around the rim, but they're not moving guys around. Right, yeah. You need, uh, guys, you need people that will move guys around. That's where Anasiki comes in. Yeah, yeah. and that – Kumwa, I think Kumwa could do that. Yeah, another – Urosh? Urosh should be able to do that. I, I think Seven foot, I, I think we definitely need a a big man, like, going forward. If Kumwa 
and Uros just aren't it this year. I, I think yeah. you definitely need to to find a a big man for the future uh, and a big man that's effective in terms of rebounding in the rebounding the paint. Not, I mean, a guy like Pons is, is awesome and fun to watch, but and and some days he's really really good at rebounding because balls are just popping off the rim. But you need guys that'll go in there and move. People but he's out. like once in a lifetime. Yeah, athleticism. That, that, so. too, that as well. <laughs> so good luck if you can find another Pons. Hey, more power to yeah, you. Yeah, go, go do it. I'd love I'd love to have Pons and uh, stick around. And then hey, uh, is John Fulgerson gonna be a lifer? He is a lifer. Is Gotta he gonna be. be a lifer? Gotta be. What about uh? What do you, you think about trigger you a little bit about the Kevin Durant John Fulgerson comment? He said Kevin Durant's a guy he'd love to be on your team forever. He's like John Fulgerson though would be. I'd love to have John Fulgerson on my team forever too. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a comparison. <laughs> so John Fulgerson and Kevin Durant are the same. I didn't say it, Rick Barnes did. <laughs> there you go. Tennessee yeah. national champions. They're crowned. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um we have, we have some uh, we have a question about this. First, he has a it's it's Cold World. He had a question about um well, did have it. Oh, he said um football. Looking forward strictly for the future benefit of the program. Who do you roll with? We mentioned kind of Brian Maurer. I, I said I, you play multiple quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think it's rolling with Brian Maurer for the future. I think it's just Alabama when you're looking to find a fire to ignite. I just think Brian Maurer brings that spark to the team for whatever reason. Maybe I think it's, it's his personality. It's, it's got to be Maybe Maurer, it's his swagger. I, I just think he the when he started or when he came in, um, last year, you could see it in the way the team walked and the way they played. I think I just feel like Saturday, if you're looking for that spark, you got to go Mauer. Yep, yeah, I don't disagree. Um, and, and then maybe ba- somebody different against uh, Arkansas yeah. after the bye week. I mean, but, yeah. Then you, but if you find somebody in this game, then you can you have a full week of practice to prepare for, yeah. or two full weeks of practice to prepare for Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then he, it's Coral also says. Uh, basketball, your projected starting five and six man. Pre- oh, come on, predicted bre- breakout player, predicted best freshman. Ooh. Um, so starting five, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I got Viscovi starting at point guard. Okay. Um, I got Victor Bailey Jr. at guard, and I have Keon Johnson at guard. And then I got Pons and Fulgerson. I think six man, that's kind of – I think it's probably Jaden Springer, Josiah Jordan-James, or E.J. Anasicki. I feel like those three guys probably play an equal amount. Yeah. So you don't – who is your who is your four? Sorry. Your four, four and five. I, I didn't miss it. Pons and Fulverson. Pond, yeah, okay. So you didn't have Jaden Springer in the starting lineup. Okay. No. I, I don't, I don't I probably necessarily think it's a, a knock on him. I, I right. think he'll, he'll play talent. plenty – I'm hesitant on the Viscovi thing just because speed, but he did he did a lot of good things in terms of making the offense effective, even without speed. He can shoot, and he can shoot. Um, I'm definitely going to go Victor Bailey and um, uh, Keon Johnson. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think Fulgerson and Pons are obviously your your four and five. I struggle with that third guard spot. Maybe it is Viscovi. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. From for what Rick Barnes said about Viscovi today, I just yeah. think that's probably yeah six, six man. I probably, I think it could be Springer or Josiah Jordan James. I think Josiah Jordan James 
depending on your definition of breakout player, I think he's going to have a much better year this year than he did last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how great of a game he, you know, how how great of a season he has. I think he, you know, depending on minutes, I think he is a guy where you're going okay, maybe a couple triple doubles because he has the ability just to be effective in all stat categories. And so I think it's if he gets a lot of minutes a game, it's possible that he does that. And he can come in and play some posts too. Yeah. Like he he's a bigger guard, so he can right. maybe bang around with a power forward or something like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and I think kind of like Bowden, how he was asked to do a lot last year, just how Jordan James was asked to do a lot last year, some of that is off of his shoulder. So I think he's he's going to be more effective than he was last year. Um, man, so, but I think as far as six-man goes, I think it's really tough because Jaden Springer, just how Jordan James and – uh, EJ and Asiki are both are all three going to come off the bench really quick. I think. Yep, I think they'll play not the same amount of minutes as the starters, but probably pretty very close. similar. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. I'd say EJ and Asiki will probably play less than Pons and Fulgerson, Pons and Fulgerson, but, but he he'll play quite a bit. I think. Yep. So. Yep. Um. Any, what was a was there another one in there? Is there another question in there that they wanted us to do? Uh, no, it, it okay. was just a football. And gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Breakout player. Sorry. Breakout. See, I, 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 that's that's what I thought it was. I think I, I think I'm gonna say Josiah because I think the expectations for Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson are probably gonna be about right. I think Josiah Jordan James is just gonna be allowed to be more effective because he's not gonna do things that aren't asked of him. Mm-hmm. So I think breakouts may be tough. He may not be an All SEC guy, but I think he's a lot more effective this year than he was last year because of what he's allowed to do or asked to do. Yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Victor Bailey Jr. You didn't see like him that. last year. Um, you know, I, I think he gets a, a starting job, and I think you're really gonna be happy with how athletic this lineup is. And then Victor Bailey Jr. is gonna be a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Best freshman. I think we both agreed. Keon, Keon Johnson. Johnson probably. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see. You know how if Devonte Gaines is able to be effective on the offensive end, he could find a lot of minutes. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, then the SEC Big 12 Challenge, we play Kansas. I think that's scheduled for January 30th in the SEC Big 12 Challenge in Thompson Bowling Arena. Sounds like it might be one of the only non-conference games. So is it no neutral site games? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. so. Okay, so and I think Rick Barnes said today he's having a hard time with the out-of-conference games. Okay, so you're, yeah, because you're going to have Mem- a lot of teams that won't travel. Memphis but and M- Wisconsin. Memphis was going to be a neutral site game. That's right. why it's that's why it's difficult. And, and then and they Wisconsin's probably, having some issues with the Big Ten. So. Right, and they probably won't be. All signs point to that rivalry being done for now. So that's why it wouldn't go back to a home-and-home, home, I yeah, think. Whatever. I'd like to play it. I think I think the people of Tennessee deserve it, but yep. Tennessee basketball fans deserve it. But what are you gonna do? Whatever. Yep. What are you gonna um, do? And then this is the first time we'll play Kansas in Thompson Bowling Arena since we beat them when they were number one. Nice. I saw I, I, I saw a bunch of the tweets today of uh, reliving that one a little bit. So I like it. So who you got? What's you your score, me? What's your score prediction? Tennessee versus Kansas. Balls <laughs> yeah. by hundred. I love it. Lost by hundred. I love it, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for some money. Some, oh, oh yeah. Some money. Money uh, calls. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Some burnt money. Yep. Um. Perfect. All right. College football. College football. Yeah. I almost skipped to NFL. Sorry. College football preview. 
Uh, obviously, if number uh, number two, Bama at Tennessee this week. That'll be the SEC game of the week. Yay. <laughs> Kentucky at Missouri. Auburn at Ole Miss. I'm on Ole Miss. You got, I think that, like, I wanted to mention that, too, because <clears throat> who you're going against in recruiting for the guys you have currently committed, I mean, your competition's mostly against Auburn, and they haven't looked great either. So, Good point. Good point. <coughs> South Carolina, I, I guess you're oh, going against Georgia. That kind of sucks, but. Yep. South Carolina at LSU, and that is okay. all the SEC games this week. Oh, yeah. COVID. COVID and Boz. Boz are starting up. So. So is uh, Nick Saban going to beat COVID again this week? Already. Already beat it. Mm. Saban by 100. 100 test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it every hour on the hour until they are. <laughs> All negative. Oh, it was awesome. Um, Whatever. Illinois. Oh, Big Ten starting up. Illinois at number 14, Wisconsin. Then you've got Syracuse at number one, Clemson. Nebraska, number five, Ohio State. Number 25, sneaking in, NC State at number 14, UNC. Kansas at number 20, Kansas State. Georgia Southern at number 25, Coastal Carolina. Go Shants. Still don't know if I'm saying that right. (laughs) FAU at number 22, Marshall. Number three, Notre Dame at Pitt. Number 17, Iowa State at number six, Oklahoma State. Number eight, Penn State at Indiana. Number 19, Virginia Tech at Wake Forest. Number 18, Michigan at number 21, Minnesota. Be a good game. Should be. Virginia at number 11, Miami. Number nine, Cincinnati. At 16, SMU. And then I forgot Texas Shane State. Bouchelle is their quarterback. Who's that? Shane Bouchelle, who was at Texas before okay. Ellinger took over. Ellinger. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Texas, Texas State at number 12, BYU. Man, I went to bed Friday night. BYU, I was like, dude, they might get upset. Who'd they play? I was like, they might get upset. Woke up, and they had just dominated. So It was sad. I was kind of cheering. I'll, I'll be honest. I was kind of cheering for BYU to beat. Houston. Yeah, Houston. It was a close game in the second quarter, and I went to bed. And it was not close when I woke up. <laughs> not close at all. I'm, I'm, I hate the Big Ten, I'll be honest. But I'm excited that they're starting back because Gives some of those games fo- are football, football, and some yeah. of those games are actually fun to watch. So. Yep. Probably yeah, not. The, like the Minnesota-Michigan game will probably be good. You got Scott Frost making things interesting for Ohio State. Maybe? No. No. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. I don't disagree. Not a chance. No, not a chance. Um, do you want to pick the SEC games? I guess. I've got Ole Miss beating Auburn. Auburn. What did I just say? Auburn. Where's it at? Do you know? It is at Ole Miss. Ooh. Yeah. I'll probably go lane train, too. That offense just isn't great, and then Auburn's defense, they're not bad, but they're not going to stop Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of the same boat as Tennessee. Like, they needed an offensive identity, too. They just don't have one. I don't know what is up with Bo Nix. I, like, I mean, I, I know at all. I was wrong about him. That's what it is. I just don't want to be wrong. <laughs> but a lot of people I mean, a lot of people So you'd rather win, or you'd rather be right than win? Nope. I'd rather win. <laughs> I'm, I I like to be right, but shit, I'm comp- I'm way too competitive to, I feel you. to lose being right. And then who who else we got? Oh, and then uh, Kentucky at Missouri. I'm not willing to take Kentucky outright. I'm not. 
But I think they do, but I think Missouri has a chance. Yeah, I'll probably go with Kentucky. Just because I guess they're just going to keep on getting picks. <laughs> it's po- That's possible. <laughs> that is possible. Um, and then South Carolina at LSU. That's an, I think, that's going to be another interesting score. I don't think it's going to be a good game, but another interesting score. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go LSU, but South Carolina could do it, I think. Yeah. It's at LSU. It's at LSU. If Kevin Harris has a big game, I think they, they pull it out, but I'm not willing to. I just think, yeah, I just think LSU has way too much talent to lose. I don't disagree. They did lose to Mississippi State. And Missouri. (laughs) They did. I forget. I forget they lost to Missouri. That was Georgia week, so forgotten a lot about that. Was that Georgia week or was yeah. that Missouri week? That obviously, what Missouri week? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Georgia week. I just I don't know. Like that's a tough game to pick. I, I think I'm gonna go LSU. I want to see the line on that. That's what I was about to go check. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think LSU's just got too much talent. It is at LSU if that means anything right now this year. But yeah, it, the line is a uh, six. Minus six to LSU. Minus six. Yeah, I'll probably go LSU just because Terrace Marshall will probably have a good game against Missouri secondary. Ooh, something had to fall. You knew that. Yep. Um, Auburn's just minus three against Ole Miss. I just don't think Auburn is able to stop Ole Miss. And Auburn's defense or offense yeah. doesn't look good enough to – keep up with them no absolutely what do you think the over under is it's got to be like 50 70 and a half <laughs> that's a ton <laughs> life's too short to bet the under okay i'm too short. under <laughs> you I'm got not. to right i'm not so you're betting the over you'd bet the over let's i think so that's like 30 to 40 i don't think auburn can score 30 points Ole Miss has not had a game. They had the game last week against Arkansas. They scored 54. Other than that, they've not had a single game under 70. Under 80. I, I think I'll take the over. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I, I'll take the over. I, that's a lot of points. I agree. What do you think the over under? Oh, God. What do you think the over under for the Alabama game is? 65. All right, 66. Nice. They're putting up points. Yes. I think 48 a game is what they're put, putting up. Something like that. Yep. I'm afraid that one may hit. Bet the over. Life's too short. Bet the over. <laughs> do it. Um. Okay. Perfect. Let's do the uh, NFL power rankings. Yeah. NFL power rankings. Yeah. Number one. Who you got? I think I got. I think I got to stick with the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Number two, Seattle. I got the Seahawks. Nice. Are we going to be exact to that? Uh, number three. Me and you disagreed last week. I think by one position. I went Titans. Titans, baby. Tighten up. Tighten up. They're back, dude. That that the f- finale of that game was phenomenal. Yeah, I love Derrick Henry, dude. I hate that he was a Bama guy. I love Derrick Henry. Dude, he's a truck. <laughs> yeah. He I forget the tweet I had about him. I think it was like he's a diesel truck trapped in a human body. 
22 carries for 212 yards. Jesus Christ. And then Ron Tannehill. I said you shouldn't have paid him that much. I said it. But he's 5-0. Me, yeah. He's playing And he's they look like good. one of the best teams in the league. And he looks if, like he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, if he wins you games, pay him money, man. So I'm I'll yeah. do it. Um I still am not I'm still I'm not I don't know. Whatever. If he went like if he wins you games, whatever, it still feels like a high price price tag. But whatever. But if I mean if, if you're gonna you be games. undefeated right now, then you you got to. And he's played pretty good. So. Yeah. Um number five. Number four. Or four, number four. I got the Ravens. I got the Ravens too. Nice, nice. Number five, I got the Buccaneers. Ooh, I thought they just looked. They look. They did look good. And they it's Tom. Good. And it's Tom. I mean, it's Tom Brady. They, they didn't did, hit the over. They did look good. I have them. That I have them at like six or seven right now. You know, with the maybe interchangeable with the yeah. Packers. Um, but five, I got to go. Steelers, you're undefeated. You keep winning games. That's fair. It's fair. Fair. They they whooped the Browns this week, man. Golly, dude. The that's that's got to be the most up and down team in the league, right? The Browns, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you have way too much talent. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. It's a coaching nightmare. What are the two? Uh, what's the common denominator between the Browns and Tennessee? The mother effing Hasms. Don't shop at Pilot, folks. Do you? Do you think Boy, the Haslam's are still like involved at Tennessee? I know they are, but like maybe in the athletic department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they okay. donate money. Their, their their opinion matters. Your opinion matters when you donate money. I was kind of hoping former would put maybe a little <laughs> stuff to that. Maybe they don't have as much pull. Maybe I like to think that anyway. But what do I know? You want to go to stupidity? We didn't really do a jumbotron. Correct. Yeah, let's jump to stupidity. Okay. I've got uh, my man Odell Beckham kind of making a return, but it's coming up because LSU is officially banned from two years. If you've seen the uh, if you've seen the video, handing out money at the national championship game. What an idiot. <laughs> Just a moron. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not good. Not good. He also likes to shit on people, apparently. His old football program. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, just Why? Yeah, it's dumb. Like dumb. when he when he did that, everybody was just like, "Could you not just like maybe <laughs> do it a little bit more secretive?" Right, right. Um, my first one is, I think this is Fox, and they did a QB comparison, career QB comparison <laughs> to Philip Rivers and Joe Burrow. Just. Like a why five games in? Yeah, they so they did they did age, they did passing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and children. Which children? <laughs> which that's funny, but like the like just why? Does Joe Burrow have any? No. <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand. It's a fail. It's her stupidity. Just yeah, that's pretty bad. Like Phil Rivers has sixty thousand yards, and Joe Burrow is like fifteen hundred. Right. Yeah. Um, someone asked, do y'all think the Seahawks sign AB? They're, they're one team that like, if, if AB were like, that would be a place where he would probably be successful. Yeah. It kind of seems like, like you have to have an alpha at quarterback 
for AB. Well, also just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like his career might be done. Yeah, it, it probably. I just don't know. Like, why do you need him? You have DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why you try and sign him if he can agree to some of the things that you He's just a forward. cancer. And I, I don't think, like, are they? They're undefeated right now, aren't they? So I don't, I don't know why you would risk the locker room when you're undefeated right now. Don't disagree with that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I feel like Pete Carroll would be the guy that could probably get him to I feel like he's one of those guys that could get him to at least for a season. Yeah. Somewhat. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It'll be uh Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I don't think they should. Yeah. No reason to. Um my next one I've got Jeffrey Tobin. Masturbate from Jeffrey Wait, Tobin what? of the New Yorker masturbated on a Zoom call this weekend. Did you not see this? Uh uh-uh. uh. He's an author for the New Yorker. Well, I don't know if he. I guess he's employed by the New Yorker. And Is he still? Was, I would. He's just. I think he's just been suspended right now. Because I guess they got to investigate. They got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, did you hear about the Rudy Giuliani Giuliani stuff uh-uh. today? In the new Borat movie, apparently he's caught masturbating on a hidden camera. In the new Borat movie, because they like play one of those one of their. Journalism pranks on him. <laughs> like why? Why can't I you just like? I don't know. Dude, just do it in your own private time. God, is uh, it just the thrill of almost getting caught? Is that? Well, <laughs> Rudy didn't know he was being filmed. But this, this guy's guy on, on a Zoom, Zoom call. Yeah, you think he's like? Do like, <laughs> you think his camera was off? I guess. There like a, aren't there? I mean, there's a light at least on the Apple products, but is there a light on? I feel like there's lights on most computers that tell you your camera's on. Yeah. And then what are you doing while on the Zoom call to be like, gotta get this one rubbed yeah. out real quick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she looks good. Golly, dude. Or he looks good. I mean, I don't I don't I don't judge. <laughs> uh you got any more stupidities? I do. So I don't know who wrote this article, but it says Jeremy Pruitt is coaching like a poor man's Butch Jones. Yeah, they compared records, and I'm like, I'm not happy with Pruitt's. But he did inherit Butch Jones, so he that's also kinda inherited Butch Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of unfair. I, I can't argue that it doesn't look good right now, but I think the state of the program is in a lot better place, at least as it stands today. Right. Yeah. Could it be different? Yeah. At the it, end of the year, if maybe. we lose out and you write that article, sure. Right. But I just. Right now, seems Jeremy a little Pruitt premature. went to a bowl game in year two, where Butch Jones at the end of his Tennessee tenure. Hey, we're the worst team in school history. Balls are bowl eligible. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are two in a row. Yeah, I, that's a interesting article. To, I feel like you just cherry picked and waited on a bad loss to do it. So yeah, whatever. I never float your boat. Yep. Um, do you have any more? No, that's all I got. I have one more. So Addison Ray. I think she's like a TikToker, like a famous nice, yeah, person. Cool. She says, "I'm famous uh, on TikTok." <laughs> you are. <laughs> she said, four million on Twitter. Thank you so much. Only ninety-six million more until one billion." Yeah. Yeah. Who told her? Anybody <laughs> tell her? She deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, Addison. Smart move. But not screenshots last forever. Screenshots last forever. That's all I got. Love every me. every everything on the internet, Jeffrey Tobin and kids. 
stays on the internet. Math is hard. Once it, once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish she just kept it. Just stuck to her guns. Yeah, I'd rather be right than win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can she respect. would be real disappointed when she gets those ninety six million, and it's only a hundred million. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome! I love that, guys. Really appreciate y'all. We've been on for a while, so I'll try to wrap this up quick. Really appreciate you guys for uh, sticking with us through the whole thing. This will be available on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be available there. Obviously, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, after we go live, it'll stay around. Um, really, really do appreciate you. We'll be back Saturday for keys to the game, and then Sunday for our next show. Uh, make sure you check out uh, all the other shows on Volunteer Roadshow. You can go to volunteerroadshow.com to see those or Facebook and Twitter. Um, I think that's all I got. Guys, we're going to talk ourselves into a win on right. Saturday. Um, it, it's it's going to – Tennessee's going to be back. We're, we're going we're gonna to get it fixed. We're going to get it right, right the ship, and we're bringing the boat in, and we out.